Welcome to the We Won't Die Wandering podcast. My name is Ryan James. Each episode, I'll be continuing my quest to explore and unpack why so many of us break down in midlife and consider it such a crisis, and how to find and fulfill renewed purpose and meaning in the second half of our lives. Sometimes I'll go it alone and share my own reflections, and others I'll invite guests along to get seriously curious about everything from life, love, business, and beyond. Wake up. Don't die wondering. You've got this. We've got this. Let's do this. Right, we are recording. Okay, so this is number whatever it may be episode of the We Won't Die Wondering podcast. Uh, this is me, Ryan James. Um, and I'm really, really, really excited uh, to have a special guest on, my first special guest, um, a lady by the name of Kate Marion, who a lot of people actually know of Kate because I've introduced them to her before. Um, a lot of people won't know her at all, but if anyone wants to know who coaches the coach or who helps, <laughs> who helps the guy that's trying to help everyone else, then Kate is that person for me. Kate is a therapist. Uh, Kate is my teacher, my guide. And in many ways, I looked, I found, I don't know if you know this, Kate, but I, I discovered uh, the other day that the word guru means dispeller of darkness, uh-huh. which I really like because quite aside from a kind of our idea of what guru means, this kind of like person on a pedestal, I know that in a lot of my really deepest, darkest moments, you've sat there with me in that space and just been okay with it and it's made me okay so in that sense i'm not suggesting you're going to like taking them <laughs> the title guru <laughs> but I, that, that is what i do i sit with people while they go to dark places so yeah that's, that's the better the better term for summing up yeah yeah sweet I like that. so so does that if you would if you were what would you be happiest what are you happiest being known? Because I know you'd kind of go, I'm not really a therapist. I don't know. I'm just Kate. Yeah, You're just Kate. Love me or not, I'm a bit Marmite. <laughs> they like me or not, and I really don't mind either way. <laughs> I like working with me, I love working with, and the people that don't like working with me, that's really great too. Yeah. What I, what I, I know of you that just switched me on to you straight away. Well, obviously we spoke about this before I turned record on was I was in a pretty, pretty dark place in October, 2018. And I knew I was looking for somebody to help me and I didn't know what. And I, I was running a workshop at a festival in Bristol called wild and well, I think it was. And then you were doing a workshop there too. And I had some spare time. I remember going along to your session. I can't even remember what it said, but I just remember even, I think it, it might even been the kind of thing you run with, which is reclaim your wild and precious life. Yeah. And I remember thinking, yeah, my life is not wild or precious right now. <laughs> what well, I, I suppose, I, I suppose just for everyone else who is going to listen to this, we haven't really 
we haven't really got a theme that we want to explore particularly this is just me and Kate having a chat um so I guess this is I'm going to be really I've got the opportunity to just ask you questions but equally so if this turns into a mini therapy session we'll see what happens (laughs) um yeah right uh what do you mean by reclaiming your wild and precious life well lordy (laughs) so uh in our natural state we uh, in in an ideal world we'd be born to these wonderful hands that could hold us and support us and completely align to our needs Mm. you can't see my hands here everybody but if we're born and we're held and we're nurtured and our will is supported and our love is supported and our voice is supported and our ideas are supported, we stay very true to ourselves. If mummy comes when we cry, we relax. If daddy says, yes, you can climb the tree and I'm here to catch you, yes, we relax. But we don't. We're born to human hands and pretty much most humans are Pretty fucked up in some way through poor parenting and we are the kind of post-war war generations that have had a massive impact on us so nobody can in, in in any way nobody can actually align to anybody else's needs all we can do as a parent is a best attempt but generally it goes far away so what we do it's an unconscious bio physical bio spiritual mechanism that kicks in that we're unconsciously scanning the environment and attempting to work out what do I have to do to survive this Mm. and more than that who do I have to become so Mm. then we start developing an activity that is you know oh they like it when I smile therefore I'll smile if I win a game they love it if I'm like this they love it so we kind of cobble together and this is all wired up by the time we're very young you know Mm. sort of two three four so we kind of cobble together this set of activities that over time become a habit Mm. over time become a fixed pattern of behavior that we and everybody else eventually call me and that's Mm. your personality that's your ego structure which is very subtly or not so subtly dodging and weaving manipulating ourselves and the environment to attempt to get our needs met and they're basically the needs of you know love food shelter Hmm. so we're very subtly unconsciously manipulating the world so that we can defend or attack to get those needs met So the reclaiming, the reclaiming and wild pressure. Reclaiming is to, so what my work does, it supports people in uh, identifying. So what happens when our, when our needs aren't met, when nobody can align to us, the pain is so very intense Mm. that this movement away in this movement away, we make, again, it's an unconscious decision that we will never feel that pain again. Mm. So move away and it's the pain of abandonment and you know separation some kind of fundamental separation so we make a commitment to ourselves we'll never feel it again so we carry on with this activity structure and so what i do my work takes people little by little little by little closer closer back 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 through the hurts back to that 
original wound, which mm. in this work we call the wound of emptiness. Mm. And the, what from the perspective of a one day, two day, two week, two year old child was overwhelming, from an adult perspective is just felt in the body as burning, twisting, churning, heart palpitation, heat. So we just start to relate to it from a sensational, a sensory place. And you start to see that it's actually not so painful at all. I think that's, it's interesting you just said that actually, that's what I think alerted me intuitively to work with you was because I suddenly realized you weren't, this wasn't another talking therapy. No, 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 no. And while there is a lot of talking, I talk, I talk to that we have a dialogue and it's just, I mean, one of the phrases that somebody coined for me a long time ago was that I'm the truth drug. So I guess my <laughs> talent, if you like, is bringing people to the truth of what's going on in any moment. So yeah. I can support them in seeing the patterning and then bringing them to the truth. So in reclaiming your wild and precious life is reclaiming your essential self, your source nature. So mm -hmm. some traditions, the consciousness only, which is your source nature, but uh, that in and of itself can't be lived. Mm -hmm. So this work is embodying that source connection so mm -hmm. that we come through and I, as I am my body. So I don't, you know, Buddhist people would say more the body. This is my body. Yeah. This is my source connection appearing as a wonky, vulnerable human self. So your, mm. your essential nature is pristine, pure divinity, whatever you want to call it. And that lands in the body, which is inherent your essential nature is limitless but landing mm. in the body it's clunky it's messy it's inherently limited and and we have trouble kind of running with that yeah so everybody's trying to look for freedom from limits what i'm bringing is freedom as limits yeah okay so i, I you and i spoke about this several times unpack that a little bit for me <laughs> so uh most kind of traditions and this isn't uh you know not uh, there's no religion here i'm not into any practices or rituals or anything like that it's just what's actually going on right now mm. and uh what was the question what, what 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 when we say freedom as limits rather than freedom from limits so, so a lot of traditions will look for freedom from limits, a lot of meditative practices. Mm. Yeah, of course, from, your, from the state of meditation in your mind, you're limitless. We do have limitless possibilities. So we do. There are many different timelines we can inhabit of possibility. Mm. But your body is much denser energy than that. It's not, you know, your consciousness is light. Your body is densities of light that is slower so whereas your mind can work at nanoseconds your body is slow so the limits of you know however much i want to i can't touch both sides of my room mm. at the same time i can't run faster than i can run i can't jump up to the moon it's like mm. we have limits mm. i can't eat a thousand boiled eggs well you know, you've tried but yeah you try but we have limits but our mind struggles with that and yeah. 
lot of spiritual traditions struggle yeah. looking yeah. for freedom um you now kind of weaving in a bit of masculine feminine stuff here the feminine we think we want freedom we think we want to throw our knickers in the air and woohoo across the desert but actually what we're really looking for is containment it's what we're all looking for containment we all want safety mm. so it's an exploration of how to find freedom with the limitations of the human body when you say that about the femininity you meaning femininity as opposed to women uh, oh god we've got on a whole different i know but so there's a we're sort of saying there's so the feminine saying, aspect in it so we all have masculine and feminine yes. and we tend to drop to one or the other yeah it can be a feminine masculine or masculine feminine but the predominance is women it, their essential nature is more feminine masculine essential nature more masculine mm. um, and women often have it wide that we want a lot of freedom we do but our uh, our kind of drama if you like is abandonment so what we're looking for is containment we want to be held mm. and, 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 is, and is there an aspect on the masculine side that the masculine do want freedom they really need space since mm. when men have sheds and <laughs> yeah, yeah they want we want to go off on our own yeah you want to go off you want to stare at footballs going around field. you want yeah. things to end women don't want things to end right okay well that's you're touching on another thing which I again for anyone else listening in I find fascinating you've taught me so much on this about relationships so you, one thing you do you've helped me enormously around is is what you've been talking about already which is in my understanding of it so this is this is my interpretation not so much of what you've just said but my experience of what you've done for me is um you help in many ways at quite a simple level you just accept me as i am which enables me to accept myself as i am and kind of sometimes just throw in the kind of and what it's only a problem if you make it mean something about you. It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> what am I making it mean? Oh, it doesn't have to mean anything. And just a kind of simple, the simple idea of, I know that when I'm with you, a lot of the time you and I can just sit there in silence and you're just holding the space for me without any need to take me anywhere. And there's therefore no need for me to go anywhere either. I can just be in the space with you. So just the simple art of actually just being. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to refine that a little. I'm not holding the space. Ah, okay, you, can't hold, you can't hold space. Try holding it. You can't hold space. No, I, okay. So, so I, inhabit, I inhabit the space. Yes, yes. And then you inhabit the space. And together we are inhabiting space. Yes, yeah. yes. So there's that aspect that I find really valuable. I love the fact you say being like a truth drug because I very much do get my own knickers in a twist and kind of overthink something. Me? Surely not. <laughs> no, not me. Um, and you just burst that balloon or just nail me to the wall and go, yeah, uh, yeah, that, okay. So, but I think both, I, I love you in the sense of in many ways but in the one one aspect in the fact that you're just called bullshit when you see it bullshit i'm not interested 
Unfortunately. Not unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. And you don't let me. And if I sometimes think, I remember about a year ago or so when I was just like so sunk in my victimhood and led on the sofa, <laughs> kind of go, and you kind of go, yeah, you're identified with your victimhood. Well, can you just talk to me about that? Because I want to come back to, I know we've just, I've just gone off with a bit of a tangent. I want to come back to the masculine, fem, masculinity, femininity thing. But just staying on the notion of just it being me, can you just expand more on, and I, this is probably for anyone listening as opposed to for mine, because I, I think I'm starting to get it, but what you mean by identifying with something. Like we, we, I, I very much become identified with my, with my emotions, for instance. What do you yes. mean by that? So I'll, I'm going to answer that in a set, but I'm going to backtrack slightly to just say your, what you were saying about um, I don't have a kind of outcome for you. So I don't have any agenda. The minute any person you're working with has an agenda for you, mm. you're fucked. Basically, right. a waste of time. If I had an agenda that people got well, got happy, you know, I work with individuals, couples, families, I have whole family groups in. If I had an agenda that people would get well or happy, then my work would be subtly steering you mm. towards that. I don't want that. I want your life to unfold in the way that it is. And it's not a linear process. It's mm. going to unfold little by little in kind of clunky ways and beautiful ways. And if I steered, if I steered you toward the tulip field, mm. we're going to miss the fact that actually you're a sunflower. Yeah. 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 Throw that in. No, and, and I really like that. And I think that is something I really value about you is the fact that it's what, I, what I'm hearing from that, both in you saying it now and also my experience of it, is that I might come to you thinking I know how what my life to turn out or what my life path is, and you're kind of, um, with your help, your kind of guidance, as it were, isn't a guiding kind of like you need to go over here per se in this particular direction. It's more a case of almost letting me find my own way. So yeah. That even refine that even more you're not finding your way life is attempting to to live itself as you it's, oh, got, juicy. it's got fuck all to do with what you want or don't want mm. it's life is attempting to come through and live itself consciousness is exploring itself as your body which happens to be called ryan and that's so cosmic what you want and this is where people can get a bit busy with manifestation and stuff it's like what i want but the the i that's wanting it is a very thing that's getting in the way of mm. you being lived as your life you know the more i've gone this process with myself it's like i've tried and also you know i've written my kids books which i love and i'd still love to write more but what happens every day is that bunch of people arrive on my doorstep and I sit and talk shit with them like this and I love it and they apparently love it and so then my life is being lived by mm. that so I've mm. given up trying to direct it yeah I'd love to be an entrepreneur I'd love to there's so, so many things I'd love to do but it's like that just doesn't it's that's not what's being lived here what's being lived from as a tiny tiny child was a capacity to bring a sense of peace to people. Mm. Um, all my friends always used to say that when I was really growing up. It's like, oh, I feel kind of really peaceful. Mm. 
um, and I've got insight. And I've too had years of support from the guy that supports me called Adam. Mm. Without his guidance, I... I do, my, my relative experience of what you're talking about it has happened recently i can think of something so i've for year, for quite a long time been trying to find my kind of sense of purpose as it were and i kind of thought i landed on it a couple of months ago thinking it was kind of like i help businesses find their purpose and as soon as i announced it and shared it with the world my whole body went oh not that it was horrible it just went into this weird kind of thing it was like, oh and but i wasn't a million miles off i kind of I don't know what then helped me kind of just do a small shift, small alignment, but I realized that I was already coaching five, six people and it didn't matter that they were in business or otherwise. I was just, people were just drawn to me because I was being me and I was allowing them to be them. And, and to be quite honest, I think some of my clients who run businesses, they love the fact that I couldn't give a shit whether they want to grow their business or not, or even stay in their business. I don't care. I just don't care. When they say I want to triple my business, I go, right, okay, why? I don't mean like, I don't mean like there's any problem with that, because if that's what is the direction and whatever, whatever unfolds, great. But when people are kind of hell-bent on this thing, and so I, I suppose what I'm, I'm getting to is this sense of, I think that was a, even that was a little bit of me wanting, maybe my ego or something wanting to draw me towards being what would be kind of the right thing to go in, maybe what would get me the most accolades with my old business contacts, and then just letting it go and allowing to come through me this sense of, well, people just like working with me because it's me, and we just let the conversation. I used to run to the name Curious Conversations, and in many ways, that is what I do with people. I'm saying I want to help people not die wandering, but really to get there, all I'm doing is having an insatiably curious conversation with them yeah, with no agenda. Yeah. 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 And that's what you mean, isn't it? It's to kind of like get out your own way. Yeah. It's beautiful. If you can just be with somebody and let them discover what the fuck's going on, mm. it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Yeah. You know, you're, you, the business thing, it's like, it's happening mostly for people their purpose is happening already yes they're doing it already all day every day on some level if mm -hmm. i were working in an office or in a supermarket i would be doing that work but the thing i would be doing throughout the day is talking to people mm. in the way that i do we'd be exploring you know life in the universe that's what i do yeah and I can't somehow get away from it, even with my kids' books. It's like that's the, through that is the exploration of life in the universe. And then in my work with, in schools is the exploration mm. of life in the universe. What, 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 my son has a friend who uh, he tried to do all sorts of things. He can only, the thing he only loves is restoring classic cars. And it's like, okay, yeah, this is what my life's about. <laughs> it's like, that's just what he does. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's almost like you can, you can wish yourself to be lots of things yeah. and then completely miss the point of it all. Yeah. But going back to the answer, the question, the identification, mm. what I mean by identification is it's when we pin ourselves to a kind of belief. So if you were feeling a sense of shame, 
Mm. You relate to it from I am shameful, mm. identified with it. If you can give it a little bit more space and notice, ah, shame is happening. Mm. and feeling of shame, the kind of hot cheeks or draining, cold feeling in your legs. That shame is happening. So you can, it just gives it much more space rather than I am ashamed. It's mm. very, very tight. Mm. There's no room and it's like you believe that you are. So that day you rocked up in my room and... You believed you were a victim, and it was like, Ryan, I believed I was helpless, hopeless, hapless, just the works. I was just like a big lump on the sofa, like, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. And, then, and, then, and then beautifully, you kind of, you didn't laugh at me, but you kind of just were like, yeah, you can keep doing that all you like, but you're not going to get anywhere. And just kind of like, you are massively identified right now. And I, I, didn't, it, I didn't necessarily snap out of it and give it lots of space at the time. But I can see over time, I'm getting better and better at going, oh, I'm identified. Yep. Okay. And being able to laugh at that. I mean, it's taken me a long time to be able to go, ha ha, that's quite funny. Because actually when I'm in it, it's not fucking funny at all. And when you're laughing at me, I'm going, oh, I want to knock your lights out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not but yeah, yeah, when you're in it, you are too. And you think that the world is going to end. And yeah. you are drawing energy and attention through behaving like the victim rather than gaining energy and attention by allowing the sensation of victim to move through your body mm. and you're done with it and then that's it two seconds that's quite that's quite a massive thing you're talking about which a lot for a lot of people they wouldn't really get that what i'm just going to illuminate again through my perspective like what you're talking about is victim is quite a big thing but i i guess underneath that is the kind of idea of shame isn't there the kind of I can't do this kind of, but I, it's not enough. The victim is the feeling that then you, I'm not enough. Mm. And then, the, and then there's a kind of like, what you're saying is there's actually feelings that are associated with that. As you said, like it might be a, a, a I, I often experience in myself a lot of the time, a lot of rage and anger. Uh, and I can become really dissociated from it. So I, when I become identified, you all say to me, where's my energy? And I'm like, oh, it's up in my head. <laughs> I reckon about 95% of the time. <laughs> yeah. um, pretty much everyone, most people are inhabiting a very yeah. narrow bandwidth. And so I can be kind of in this almost not being, I'm not actually in my body feeling my anger. I'm often angry, but up in my head, not wanting to be with it at all you'll then point out to me or ask me where's my energy i've gotten good at and immediately saying ah it's up in my head and then you're not trying to again i'm i'm asking this but with a bit of experience of working with you you're not trying to get me to be anywhere else are you no 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 you're trying to get me to kind of almost kind of go it's okay to be in your head just no acknowledge i am in my head as opposed to being in my head and being ignorant of the fact if you, the minute you can can welcome yourself as you are wherever you are mm. you drop more toward presence mm. if you're trying to get grounded trying to get safe trying to get awake you're on a an endless search mm. you can't it's like if the toddler runs toward the cliff you don't sit way back saying toddler come here 
you go run, you find your toddler. Mm. So you find yourself where you are and you give yourself a hug and oh, silly me, back in mm. my head again. Again, you're, that's a really small thing you're saying, but massive. <laughs> <laughs> like, again, my experience, I mean, if you go on to Insight Timer, one of my favorite meditation apps, I've almost stopped listening to meditation in the last year, almost since working with you, because I'm finding that so much of meditation is about trying to, if you if you go back to your example of the toddler, it's like it's trying to get me, the toddler's running towards the cliffside, and it's more often than not the meditations are trying to get me to be to just sit down and just talk to the toddler, even though he's running towards the hillside. Whereas that very notion, what you're saying is finding yourself where you're at. That's not something that's, that's neither intuitive nor taught, nor you're talking about something that's completely counterintuitive. And it's counterintuitive to the structure, yeah. to your ego structure, the, the habit to get away from the pain. It's counter. So everybody is subtly, and so many kind of traditions and programs and workshops and all this stuff are trying, still trying to get people toward an idea of perfection in some way. Yes. And that they're going to get over it. It's like you're never going to get over your human condition until you're dead. <laughs> you're not, yeah. not going to perfect yourself. There's never going to be a day in anyone's life where they haven't got a range of emotions moving through them and a range of frustrating and difficult and interesting and wonderful experiences. Mm. But if you can allow them all and welcome them all shame is just wonderful and you can just let it move through your body in a couple of seconds <laughs> jealousy is delicious but it's when we start to act out on it and project it onto other people and get busy with what he said she said and didn't do then you don't reclaim yourself yeah if you just say wow okay great jealousy i spent three days in bed exploring that one too it's like this <laughs> swirly mess of it's delicious and it's even more fluidity the, the 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 more the identification loosens you yeah. get kind of fluidity so you can just move it the other thing a lot of people are obsessed with is i i'm i'm should be in the present they've got this idea that the present moment this present moment buzzwordy thing that's the mm. that being in the present moment equals feeling great it doesn't. Yeah. No. It doesn't give a fuck how you feel. Mm. Consciousness really doesn't mind. It's just like, wow, look, we're really, we're really all over the place today. And it's like, yes, we're rageful. By the anger, just the same here for people. Our relationship to anger is culturally warped. Yes. In that we either dump it out as violence or suppress it. Yes. Our culture that often comes out as kind of passive aggressive, sarcastic stuff. Yeah. Your anger is your inner strength attempting to come through. So what we have to do is notice if we're projecting it out and dumping it out on people, notice if we're suppressing it and start to feel the current, the energetic current that's coming through that will give you us capacity to live the life it's beautiful when you can inhabit your inner strength uh yeah i know right i just like yeah I, there's so much about what you're saying again it's like we're not 
I don't expect someone listening in is suddenly going to get it. But if just because I've obviously had the advantage of working with you for 18 months plus, but that it's taken me a long time to realize that actually I've got far more inner strength than I ever gave myself credit for. And I still find myself almost trying to shake it off or like this notion of if I, if I'm feeling angry, that it's a really good idea to people you know, go into the woods and shout and scream. It's like, no, that's not what you want me to do at all. And yet every, <laughs> literally 99.9% of the people in the universe would say, go and punch something, go and like knock seven bells out of a punch bag in a gym or go get and get rid of it. Yeah. yeah. Go and get rid of it. That's not what you'd encourage at all. No. It's attempting. Anger is attempting to say your inner strength is attempting to say I'm here too. And we need a boundary. So you mm. can, if you're feeling angry. It's because you're not including yourself. We mm. tend to, fixate on what the other person is doing i'm angry because they're behaving like that mm. it's because we're not saying actually i'm here too and i really like this or, mm. I that, or i need this or i need that yeah so in relationship with someone or something else you're saying that to acknowledge your own needs and therefore the anger is coming from a place of not acknowledging what your needs are your needs and desires and the thing with needs is people can get a little bit obsessed with we've got to have all of our needs met there are thousands of needs that we have as a human being you can't get away from it most of our needs when we were small were unmet but mm. the purpose of connecting with your needs is because it connects you back to yourself mm. and takes away the fixation on what the other person is doing or not so we mm. behave like toddlers and just flap around and constantly having all of our needs met. It's not. It's not so if we take anger as a good example, then, so if 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 anger's coming up in me, yeah. I'm guessing a kind of when I'm not sat in the room with you, so therefore I'm doing this for myself to kind of acknowledge this is probably a need of mine that I, there's something important that I feel is not being met, and it's it's almost a. a a kind of acknowledgement in myself it's something that you're not living and the yes. first thing is to feel this strength in your body it's a physical inner strength it gives you legs it gives mm. you arms it's not a psychological kind of drama mm. it's like what's my body it's like i'm here as well yeah and mostly in our growing up environments we were all longing to say like hello mm. too i have needs too mm. i matter too Mm. I think I know, but that's the, in a set, I matter. I'm here. Yeah. It's like almost, I, I find that in myself. If I can, and again, this is only since working with you after a long period of time, but being able to kind of say, I know I matter. You do matter. Yeah. 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 And I like something you said like right back at the beginning of this conversation. This is my body. Yes. This is, this is, you know, not the body and you've often corrected me subtly corrected me no there's it's it's my body it has a really yeah. different quality the body and my body yeah so this work is is bringing people as their body it's not even into your body you've never left your body really yeah it's drawing your attention closer to your body is not looking for the kind of light quality of that meditation brings that neutralizes energy so it's it's starting to tune in to the delicious it's such a rich 
universe mm. going on in your body. And if you start to tune into that, what you feel is a very bodily warmth and safety. You can feel your strength in your legs. You can feel a glow in your heart. You feel very here. Mm. So your, conscious, your consciousness, from a consciousness perspective, we don't matter. We're here as a blip. Consciousness doesn't care if we're dead or alive. So in one dimension of our beings, we don't matter. But on the human one, we really matter. Yeah. It's at odds. It's kind of bringing, his work is a kind of marriage of that. But you come to a point where you, also, you don't even see it as a marriage. It's just you're here. Mm. You're just here as a human being for a while. Mm. And we matter. And the minute we can matter, then we can include everyone else. And they just yeah. matter. Yeah. Which is, uh, there's so many different, <laughs> I reckon I could do about 19 episodes with you, not one. Yeah, it's great. Because I definitely, for instance, you're starting to hint on kind of me and being in relationship with another person in, 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 in any aspect, not just in an intimate relationship. Um, but yeah, I, I, what was it you said at the beginning as well? Um, oh, not so much at the beginning. So I had a thought actually when you talk about you were talking about shame when I was laughing, because I know that when I come to you and say I'm feeling something, <laughs> your stock response will be great. Yeah, great. <laughs> As if it's not a bad thing, it's a good thing. <laughs> great, you're feeling ashamed. Yeah, I mean, most people spend most of their lives, if not all of them, are completely numbed out. Yes. To any felt sense. And uh, do, do you think that so? just obviously we haven't got a topic of conversation per se albeit there's just all of it's just juicy and lovely but obviously i'm in 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 a podcast sense but also in terms of my work in terms of i guess my general fascination in terms of where i literally find myself i'm kind of i've sort of said it's like okay i'm at that second half of life thing mm -hmm. kind of do you think do you think there's an aspect that that numbing okay so my, rather than asking you a loaded question my sense is um in my own experience that i had numbed out for so long that i couldn't do it anymore i didn't realize i was numbing it out but that i had numbed myself out to the point of just not feeling yeah. and wasn't processing anything and all my all my coping strategies my numbing strategies my what just had had reached their saturation point sure. and i think that's probably why i started you know this idea of depression being a thing or whatever mm. but i i kind of my first half of life had reached its i say as if there's a turning point but i think the turning point is or for me this kind of like okay i, I can't do this anymore yeah yeah, yeah. i hadn't realized i was doing it or maybe I'd started realizing more and more, but as soon as you start realizing it, like, yeah. like as soon as you start realizing there's anything, you then suddenly can't forget that it's there. Yes. Um, yes. And there's a point where the pain of shutting down, the pain of numbing out is more painful than yes. the risk of exploring the possibility of being yes. alive. Yes. And so then, so then really the second half of life or the kind of turning point which I, I'm not suggesting, well, hey, I'm living this fullest life. I'm far from it. I'm not suddenly turned the corner and it's all, I've turned the corner in the sense of I'm turning towards it, I think. Oh, I know, I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting I'm not, but what I'm saying is 
I'm not, I don't think it's as simple as I, I think, you know, some people think, well, I've gone to therapy, my work here's done. Yes. Oh. That's what I mean. <laughs> it, the, you know, we, we, you and I both know people who kind of say, yeah. well, I've done my five sessions of therapy. I'm sorted. <laughs> right. I mean, a uh, lot of therapy, most, not all, but most therapy is, it's like moving furniture. So it's just working on a psychological dimension. Yeah. So it's just giving insight and understanding to what happened. So we get a kind of psychological map for it. But it's just like moving the furniture around the bedroom. Yeah. Still in the same bedroom. What we're doing is dropping to a deeper ground to the body. So then you've got your psychological dimension and your sensational dimension. And then the groundless ground of being. Mm. And then what's unique about this work, I'm really glad you mentioned it, is so is consciousness embodied in relationship and most therapies and traditions forget that we're in relationship mm. with the rest of the world so a lot of my work is in uh supporting people in learning to just relate from reality yeah rather than the kind of projected ideas yeah well that's just it isn't it i mean I, again I'm, i can only talk in a relative sense um, but there's this, I can see that for a long time and I'm only really, I would probably even say the last three months really waking up to the fact that I have been living my life in accordance to an idea of the way I want my life to be. Brilliant. Yes. And not the way that it actually is. And, this, and, and I think I, and you see it so much. I, my a bit like you're sort of saying you're not saying this is a bugbear of therapists but in another way you're kind of saying there's therapy and then there's what you're doing yeah, and, there's what I, and many other people you know there's yeah. somatic work and they're including yeah. psychology and and the body uh, there's many different wonderful wonderful things mm. different people at different times i'm not saying this is the only way no the only thing that so it saved my life this work saved my life yeah really yeah I, really in that space well i suppose okay so i will own this there are other coaches out there who i just i just can't align with i can't align with the idea of let's shoot for the moon and kind of you know it's all gung-ho and it's like it's like for me that just doesn't include the human yeah that doesn't include the warts and all it doesn't include the messiness and it doesn't it kind of almost creates this in fact you've said it to me beautifully before and you've mentioned it as as you mentioned already but in kind of almost passing it creates a structure yes which which it just becomes another structure that, yep. that that is not grounded that's not real it creates another structure that has all the fragility of the old structure yeah because it's still <laughs> pointing toward perfection one yes. day i'll be perfect i'll be sorted i'll be done i'll be great it's it's looking for all of the unmet appreciation acknowledgement mm. that we didn't get in childhood or or aligning to daddy, mommy's view of, yes, you're great. You're a world beater. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, we're still like little weeds. We're kind of growing toward whatever we'll yeah. get the, the love and attention rather than turning around. I'll just open up another massive subject here. <laughs> turning around the fact that we are love. Mm. Or we're peace appearing as love. We are love. Mm. embodiment is love this felt sense is love mm. life is love and we're endlessly 
looking for love rather than being love. In many ways, it's kind of like, not making a mockery of, but kind of like that, the Beatles song, All You Need Is Love, that kind of, I'm not suggesting they didn't understand it. They probably actually did. But it suggests that if you go and get love, then you'll be all right. What you're saying is, no, you are love. We are love. But from the child's viewpoint, love is outside of ourselves. Mummy and daddy are the source of love. They are. Yes. And, and if only we could grow our kids in knowing that they are love. Mm. Their very embodiment is love. And then how to live that love. Mm. That's where we come to, is how to live the love that we are. How to live the love that we are. Yeah. That's lush. <laughs> yeah. But that's basically, yeah. That's basically it in a nutshell. How do we live this love? So in relationship, when my husband and I, you know, uh, 10, 12, or 15 years ago, we were having difficulty and I was endlessly on the edge of leaving and it was all a bit nuts. And then I was driving down the road one day and I just thought, okay, this is like, uh, turn it around rather than people are obsessed with how they're not being very kind they're not being very loving they're not being not loved enough and it was like okay so in this relationship in any moment how much love can i bring to this mm. and that doesn't mean kind of denying your own needs my own needs it doesn't mean bending over backwards to please the other person it's not a kind of codependent thing it's like because love can be fierce and, and but love has to be true so it's how true can i be mm. and you're loving if you can live that truth with a relational art that brings truth i suppose the challenge we've got in just having a conversation like this and being able to convey stuff is we are still talking about the idea of the thing that you're talking about yeah so you know I benefit from your work because I wade in and go, this is my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then we work with that stuff as opposed to right now, we can only talk about the stuff, yeah. but not people can't actually kind of experience it. We can just talk about the idea of the thing. So I can, we can talk about the idea of me being love. Yeah. And other people can think, Oh, okay. I'm love, but it's still, it's still at the heads going, yeah. Okay. What? Huh? Or not, or you could just get that actually this whole, I mean, I'm loving this conversation. This whole conversation is just a lot of love flapping around. Kate and Ryan being together, exploring this. This is, yeah. this, we're not trying to get anything right. Yeah. We're not kind of in a format. I didn't, we didn't have any notes. We didn't, yeah. That's not saying notes and things are wrong because it's no. really good. I need them for workshops, you know, I need notes. Yeah, this is just an exploration of love. It's love, and it's an exploration of me trying to understand what it is you do on behalf of myself, and also I'm asking questions that I know other people will go. Rewind what? <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> probably give, good to give up trying to understand it. Yes, you're never going to understand. But I suppose what I'm saying is, I can sit here and say, I know what you mean by I've become identified. Okay. But someone else might, that'd be the first time they've ever heard it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I can forget that. So if we said we've got another, because I'm conscious of just making sure it's not one of these things that becomes literally the biggest conversation ever, which it already is, and let's just revisit it sometime. But I just want to point to, if we said we had, say, no more than 10 minutes, okay? 
and I, <laughs> this is like the biggest subject to then squeeze into 10 minutes. One of the things that I know that you do brilliantly, I mean, like to the point when it just completely revolutionized my, me in relate, you said we are, we are appearing in relationship with everything and everyone is relationships. You helped thaw me and my mum's relationship, which I didn't think was a possibility. It terrified me to the point of immobilizing me. Uh, I couldn't speak. I was in trauma. Yeah, all your inner strength. Just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to kind of, I'd have no problem in people exploring and understanding and that particular thing, me and my mum, but I just want to kind of include more stuff in just the little time we've got left. Like, it's helped thaw me and my mum, but it's helped me and my partner. I mean, I remember when I got together with Trace and I got really weirded out and you, and I would have thought, well, I've got, I'm not ready for a relationship. And you rightly pointed out, you don't resolve codependency out of relationship. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you have an opportunity here, Ryan, to wade in yeah. and get messy and see if with this person, you can start unpicking some of your codependency rather than the idea of what I was almost thinking. And again, a lot of friends kept saying to me, yeah, you, you can't be in a relationship till you're happy with yourself. And you were just like, well, yeah, good luck with that. Like, not that you need to, you know, not that well, it's you're really happy with yourself. If you sit and meditate in a cave for 20 years, Yeah. if somebody comes out and smacks you, smacks you in the face, you're a little bit kind of, you don't have any relational skills. You yes. learn relationships. It's not even so much about codependence. We can't, learn how to relate out of relationship and and get we're in relationship with everything yeah so it's not just intimate relationship you're meaning relationship we're into relationship with the you know my chickens with the cushion we're into you know there's a bio spiritual feedback everything is attempting to relate it's like the sofa is saying yeah. you can rest here yeah but so, what i love about it is you're saying like you're right I, if I, as soon as I become aware I am in relationship with the seat I'm sat on, I then automatically, as I am doing, I then become conscious of the chair I'm sat on and whether I'm comfortable on it and I uncross my legs and I just suddenly sit back and I think, oh yeah, because I've not become conscious of it. And, but I think what you're also saying is the, the, more, intent, the more immediate the relationships are, so an intimate relationship, a familial relationship, our friendships, our work colleagues, all of them are opportunities to understand more about ourselves, create containers in which we can understand more about ourselves in how we show up in relationship with other people. And I, I would put it sort of connect and go deeper. There's a, but you're sort of saying there's a richness there. There's a real kind of opportunity to. Richness. The same, you know, there's a kind of, so there's you, well, in this relationship, there's you and there's me and yeah. then the field. Yeah between us so with the postman the field is fairly narrow good morning nice weather you know with kids it has an isometric it's like we're the grown-up they're the child with our more intimate relationships we develop more breadth and capacity so you and i have a particular relationship it's very different to what you might have with tracy i mm. think friendships is often we collude with our friends so that it's a slightly tipped field and what we need to do in relationship is point and feel it's like the space what's the tone and the texture mm. in the field and you feel the tightness and that it's like okay what am i not bringing what am i not mm. what does this 
relationship need. And often the relationship needs the very thing we don't want to give. <laughs> so when you know couples argue and like one of them storms upstairs and goes to bed, or you're both lying in bed with a kind of ravine between you or a brick wall, actually what the relationship needs is some contact. Generally. Yeah. But what the people want is to defend and protect. Yeah. Stay in a binary world, I guess. Yeah, and you're kind of almost trying to point out that it's it's bigger than that. Include more of it. I remember one of the things you did with me and Tracy was you literally pointed the two of us and said, "What's what's going on in the space between the two of you?" And I and I just tuning in with it. It took me a while, but I was like, I was I think I was I was angry at her with about something. But you said, "Is there anything else here?" And I said, "I think there's love here." And he said, "Can you include that too?" And yeah, that beautiful. That makes a difference. And then suddenly it was like, oh, yeah, no, I, I can be angry and loving. Yeah, I really, you know, not so much now, but years ago, don't it's like I wanted to chop his fucking head off most of the time. And if I just brought that, that would not be so helpful. But yeah. if I got, actually, I really love you and I want to chop your fucking head off, <laughs> it's really helpful. <laughs> it's, there's more, there's more depth, there's more, yeah. you're including more than one little pinprick of your psychological attention but again it comes back to that sense of i've become identified i'm looking at it through the sense that i'm angry i'm just going to vent my anger at you as opposed to taking i guess i would put it taking responsibility for the anger that is here and actual fact i matter okay and can i relate with my anger and in relationship with this other person and what else is it and 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 kind of almost yeah expand it and this work is you you pointed to it beautifully just now it's learning to include more so early childhood to whatever degree numbs us from reality yeah what this is doing is slowly little by little waking up all the different dimensions of our being to what's actually here and we interesting and more and more so then our tolerance if you like for being in what previously was uncomfortable we have a, in both ways, actually more sensitivity, but also growing capacity mm. for staying with situations that we would have previously blamed ourselves on. Yeah. It's almost as if the, the relationship can create a container in which we can grow up. Yeah, you can grow up. So this works great. This work is waking up and growing up. Yeah. A lot of traditions are obsessed with waking up. But you wake up, but you're still living the nightmare of your early life. Yes. Replaying in all of your relationships. So in intimate relationships, predominantly the guy, you know, in a kind of, of course, there are many different diverse ranges, but we're generally trying to resolve what was unresolved with our opposite sex parent. Mm. So for girls, it's with the dad, for is with the mum where that doesn't you know with any gender fluidity within that is is all welcome but it's still that's what we're trying to do mm. and the only reason i'm pausing now is because we we could be on the brink of a huge another big conversation <laughs> about that and about relationships about the masculinity femininity about the trauma relationship trauma from growing up and how it projects onto our past present and future there's like it's all in there 
yeah. and I'm kind of thinking, okay, I want to wrap up. I don't want to wrap up the time at all. But just, I think maybe uh, that's listening. another whole conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so I, and so I'm going to, maybe I'll ask you, oh, I want another conversation with you. Okay. okay. <laughs> Put it uh, out there. I'm here. It's fun. Great. And, yeah. and if we were to just stop there and you were just for everyone else listening in or just kind of wanted, if, if all anyone heard was just a minute of what it is you wanted them to know, suppose they hadn't even listened to the session before they just listened to this next minute. What would you want people to know? Um, that you're very loved. Mm. Life, life, life has your best interests at heart. Life wants to live you. Mm. And you are loved. And use touch. I mean, I, I, slightly different here. I, I spend a lot of time holding people. I wrap people in blankets and just hold them. Mm. Like, yeah, you do. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're loved and you're safe. Yeah. You're very safe. In reality, reality is safe. Mm. We get freaked out mostly because we're not living in reality. Mm. When life is dangerous, you know about it. You quit thinking, you quit analyzing, you just run or you do whatever it takes to fight the fire, run from the tiger, mm. you know, survive the war. But in our culture, we've lived this very odd sense of safety in British culture, I mean, the Western. We've lived this kind of warped safety that has sent us in strange places. So yeah, know that you're loved and life is longing to live you. <sighs> Lush. Okay, well, I want you to stay on the line, but I'm going to say, I'm going to press stop on the recording. So thank you everyone for listening in and thank you, Kate. And I so reckon, I so reckon there's going to be a part two and possibly a part three and possibly a part four. Anyway, I'm not going to book up all your time. Um, thank you, Ryan, and thank you listeners. I hope you haven't. Oh, so, and so where, where can people find you if they want to find out more about what you do? Um, Kate Marion, which is M-A-R-Y-O-N, katemarion.com. Perfect. Okay. And you're sorry, that's that again? My children's books, I write for age eight to 12 year olds. This work is threaded through uh, stories about children who have difficulty. Okay. Okay. And you said there was a website for that? katemarion.co.uk. Okay. So katemarion.com for your therapeutic guidance, teaching, all this stuff we've been talking about katemarion.co.uk for your books so either way they're going to find you .co.uk or .com they're going to find out about both i mean you just type in my name you'll find me yeah perfect thank you kate i love you very much thank you bye-bye stop if you've enjoyed this episode of the we won't die wandering podcast and want to find out more about all that i advocate and are interested in the life club I'm trying to build and all the coaching I provide, then visit wewontdowandering.com and explore all that I offer and events I'll be running and sign yourself up for news and insights delivered fresh into your inbox as they happen, including news of new podcast episodes as they get recorded and released. Wake up, don't die wondering. You've got this, we've got this, let's do this. Thank you for listening. Till next time. Go well.